Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive right into today's episode. We are talking about boss battles, and I would always, as always, love to hear from you. I know many of you are gamifiers out there who have been doing boss battles for years, and there are all sorts of interesting twists and turns and tweaks that you have all made over the years and does your boss battle just a little bit different than how I do my boss battle. That's okay. In fact, that's encouraged. Uh, but I would love to hear from you guys. So if you can on X or Twitter use hashtag well played podcast and tag me at Mr. Matera, uh, that'd be awesome. And let's uh, move right into today's episode. For those that don't know, boss battle is this thing in a video game, right? It's the epic big showdown at the end of the game, the end of the level. This is what you've sort of been slaving away at and getting towards. Uh, but in the classroom setting, I like to put my boss battles as kind of that review day for the test. So if you are a class that has that kind of thing, some sort of review day, you can turn what was otherwise kind of, albeit a fun gim kit, blue kit, kahoot, those are all off-the-shelf products. You can build something that's a little more unique, a little more specialized to you. And I think it's so worth it, right? You've heard me say it time and time again. For those of you that have been on the, the show and have listened to us for years, you know that I definitely talk about kind of that power of that home-cooked meal. So uh, same thing here. Let's cook up something special for our kids and make a boss battle. I'm going to, in this episode, kind of lay out how I do my boss battle, uh, you know, and we'll wrap up in the usual like 10, 15 minutes, give you sort of a, a little power 15 minutes here. Uh, all right. So my boss battle structure, uh, I used to just do an, a fun review day. I would kind of ask them questions and they'd kind of earn points. And if they earned enough points, they would beat the boss. Yay. That was my OG version. But I've been doing a game of five class now for 15, 20 years. So uh, that has changed over time. And, and the slickest, best, kind of that optimized, doesn't, it's not too hard. It's not too easy. Method, I use this sort of th what I call three engagement system. Uh, an engagement, I don't mean it the way I usually mean it in terms of EMC2 and that kind of stuff. I don't mean kids being engaged. I mean an engagement like an activity, a thing you have to do. There are three engagements that you must complete. And I do this to give that sense, that video game sense, right? That in, in the video game, you tend to be slaving away, beating little, little, little guys, collecting coins, doing whatever, beating these little guys that usually only take one, two sort of hits with the sword. And you kind of go through enough of that that you eventually in the end, get to the big boss that you have to kind of figure out the certain way he gets attacked and he gets hit and whatever. And they they tend to have some special bonuses that they do to you. Everybody's kind of a mystery. But you didn't get there right away. You had to sort of make it to that moment. And I wanted that sensation. So I have three engagements. And I'm going to go through those three engagements. The first one, and by no means doesn't have to be prescriptive. You can do it your style. But I like this three, this three they feel accomplished. And so 
first engagement for me always is taking a quiz. If you've ever used that tool, it's a really lovely, quick tool to kind of give some kind of multiple choice type questions. There's some other things I pretty much use multiple choice because I'm using this as a light check-in. And on these quizzes they take, uh, the other piece of the tool I like is it's got this indicator at the top of the screen. When everybody's taking the game, playing the game, it tells you the overall class average. And I say that we're going to play this engagement infinite number of times until they get above whatever I say the target score is. Maybe it's 90%, maybe it's 95%, maybe it's 85%, whatever. But you can set it. And it's not set in the game. It's just set by you saying to your students, like, ah, right. So engagement one, they do quizzes. They play this same quiz, which was just practice until the class average is a 90 or higher in my class. And I love that engagement uh, because it's a way to sort of test a lot of the rote, a lot of the vocab, and just get them practicing and practicing and practicing. It also makes them slow down a little bit and kind of pay attention when the test sort of tells them, oof, you chose A, and like the actual answer was this. I tell them, like, take the moment to learn that because you know we're going to just have to retake this test again uh, until we get it all. So make sure you're, you're paying attention to the, the wrong moments, right? And I love this. Uh, like I said, it's quick. Uh, there's that indicator. And it also sets the stage because the next round, the next round, they're going to have to be a little more creative. And so in this next round, it's a lot more open-ended task. This is a lot more EMC2. It gets creative. It gets student-centered. It's no longer that kind of on the the rails of a multiple-choice question. Um, so things I've done for this. I definitely love getting kids to use blank Google Slides to sort of create something. Um, and so I usually give them a target focus, and they do that. This is pretty awesome. Get their groups in to a single Google Slide, and each group has their own single Google Slide. And I tell them they have to do something like uh, make a wanted poster or make a versus poster or make a vacation ad for this particular person or place, right? Whatever. Sky's the limit. You just give them these light things, but you say you only have like seven minutes to do it, five minutes to do it, two minutes to do it, whatever. And other added little bits of frustration that I give kids make it a little bit like these game shows. I definitely coach my kids up. I say, hey, to be fair to all my other classes that did this, to be my fair to you guys, um, I, I say that they have to have, if I'm doing a, a Google Slide thing, everybody in their group has to be in slideshow mode with their laptop spun around facing the front of the classroom before my timer hits zero. So this is, and I tell, I coach them up. It's a little bit like those uh, cooking shows, right? They have to, they have 30 minutes to make this dish, but like a lot of times the dish has to already be like brought up front or when they say time's up, like you can't be adding one little drip of sauce to that or else you're disqualified. We're definitely not going to get to 90% in this round, which is more of a creative round. And I fully admit, I'm just sort of, deciding if I feel like they have a good enough class average, but we're never going to have a good enough class average if a whole group gets disqualified. So definitely make sure you have that. Uh, if it's a creative task, like another thing I've done here, if I haven't used Google Slides, I've built with Legos, and I give them a design challenge like 
Build me some inventions that they made. Give me something geographical that they made. Give me what you think is the most important detail from this unit, right? And they're building, building, building. That, they have to have their hands up and mouths closed before my timer hits zero. If not, disqualify. Okay, you can see these are all creative tasks. And what they do is they have to get... They have to apply some of those like rote memorization things they did in that first round, in that first engagement. So here, the content's coming to life. They're playing with it. They're using it. They're thinking about what they're building. On that round, let's take the Lego one. That's the one I just did this unit. So they finished their quiz. Then they did this Lego round. They had to have their hands up, mouths closed before my timer's done. They were building whatever my target concept was. And when they did that, I would come around after the timer and ask for a brief explanation. I told everybody, this is part of the average. You need to be listening to my feedback to these kids and you need to be listening to their ideas. And I'm coaching them up on giving specific answers with details, right? And it is so awesome to see them do that kind of better and better. And they, and I tell them, just like those cooking shows, they don't get to say, um, you know, like I was thinking about, uh, you know, peppers, and maybe I would. No, 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 no. They get to just say, I made like a pesto uh, gnocchi with a, you know, whatever, something on the side, right? They go straight to the specifics, straight to the details. I want you to give me straight to the details. You have a limited amount of time to talk to me about your creation. And your goal, weave in as much connected content as you can with that build. So let's say they built a sundial. They could generically just say, we made a sundial. Doesn't show me a lot of content. However, their goal is to weave in as much content. So they could say the Sumerians who existed inside Mesopotamia built the first sundial, which helped with time. Time was very important because, you know, it helped with things like when to plant and this kind of other things, right? And then they could talk about some of the crops they made. You can see how we can connect this web off this one simple build. And they can actually give me 15, 20 vocab terms or content-based ideas off a sundial, off of a single build. Now, they weren't there yet by any means on this first one, but they'll get there. They'll learn to be a little more creative. They'll start to make these neural connections in their mind with this skill of being creative with what they have in front of them. And this takes us to our final engagement three. After I've said that enough groups did a good enough job, boom, boom, maybe it was round one, round two, round three of the second engagement, we go into the third engagement. Now the third engagement is a one-shot deal. The first two, they could do infinite number of times. They're only limited by time itself. Then we get to this third engagement and there's maybe 15, 20 minutes of class left, who knows, and this one, I explained to them, I'm asking them a question. I could ask the whole guild a question. If I do, I just say, guild one, here's your question. If I ask a particular person, if I say, hey, Judy, then Judy's working by herself. No one can share an answer with her. Uh, or if I call the guild, no one can share an answer with that guild. However, you know, I teach middle school. They're going to try. They want to, like, whisper. They want to say something. If I hear or see any sort of passing of information, it's an automatic wrong. And I tell them this. So it's not worth cheating because if I catch you cheating, it's an automatic wrong when maybe Judy knew the answer. So don't, like, just try to whisper the answer. Don't, like, act out the answer. Just let Judy try to answer it. 
And on this one, the up on my screen has the boss. And I just go and on the internet, find artwork that I like, name the boss, put in the cool title there. And then I say, the, I give the boss some bonuses. And so what happens is every time the students get the question right, they get to roll one die against the boss. And we just sort of minus points off their health points. And each time they get a question wrong, the boss gets to activate and roll a die and take health points off. What I say is, just to make it run smoother, my whole class is allies with, and I give some character from our book, right? Some characters that we were learning. So in this case, we were working with the Sumerians, so we're fighting against the Hittites. So the Hittites were the bad guys. They had 50 health points because they were a little more powerful, and the Sumerians had 25. So it didn't matter if it was group one, group two, or Judy, or Mark who got it wrong. I'm not keeping track of their individual health. I'm just sort of saying that the Sumerians in general got hit by the boss and are down five points. So now they're only at 20 points. When somebody gets wrong to speed it up, I just ask the next group uh, if they have an answer. Next group, next group. And for each group that doesn't know, if, if they don't know, like it's going to continue to go on to the next, but it's also going to continue to activate the boss. So those tough questions could be really damaging if they go all the way around. I have four guilds. Hope is, guild. if guild one can't do it, hope would be guild two can do it. Shut that boss down. Now the other fun little tweak is you can give each of your bosses kind of unique benefits. Just think in your mind different ways to sort of play with a die. So sometimes I say, you know, like on odd rolls, this boss does something else, right? Uh, the boss that I just did, the Hittites, they had two special powers. One was if they roll the one, they get to re-roll it. On the second roll, it stands. So if they roll a one, if they roll a one again, then it only does one damage to the to my students. However, if they roll the one and then roll the six, well, then it does six damage. The other power was uh, that they got, if they rolled sixes, it doubled. So, boom, it takes off 12. Uh that was just a fun one. You know, I've done ones where if they roll a one or two, this something happens, right? There's all sorts of things you can cook up, and it makes each boss kind of feel different and special and fun. Uh, I would definitely recommend thinking about adding boss battles to your class in the future. Uh, that's all I got for you today. I want to say thank you. Thank you for being part of this crew here on well-played podcast as always love to hear from you guys consider giving me a shout out on x at mr matera love to hear from you all right everybody take care and play on <laughs>